Hey, top of the morning to you. Saturday morning, July 30th. Can you believe July's in our back pocket now? Pretty much in our rear view mirror one day to go. These summer months just fly by. Winter, well, it's, it's kind of like it was when I was in trucking. There's two seasons when it comes to trucking. Winter and construction. That's that's pretty much it. But it's been a pretty warm summer, too. Last few days here in Arkansas, where I'm at, Fort Smith anyway, we've uh, we've had some relief in the form of precipitation, and that's supposed to continue on through the weekend, and I think uh, through Monday or Tuesday of next week, but it's kind of cooled things off, and I'm sure it's going to bring the grass back. Right now, was, when I got a haircut the other day, we were sitting around, and, and uh, I brought up the fact that I have the most beautiful brown yard in the whole neighborhood. <laughs> All the guys there knew exactly what I was talking about. If it's brown... It ain't being mowed. You know, I went on to tell them, too, that, you know, I had to had to put the uh, trickle charger on my lawnmower. <laughs> Hasn't been used in so long. Not complaining, but I'm sure that's all going to change here in the upcoming weeks. It is Saturday, July 30th. I'm uh, Mike. My name is Mike. I'm the elite consultant for Tautoa. I am also the host of the FBTV podcast. We get together every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, Wednesday, it's uh, pretty much uh, free-for-all, but Saturday, kind of special, it's Q&A day. Questions and answers. Your questions are answers. We got some good ones on tap today, too. Uh, matter of fact, for Q&A day, we do it every Saturday here on the uh, FBTV podcast. If you got a question you'd like to uh, submit, feel free to send it to me. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. We have forms on the website, FreightBrokerTV.com, obviously. And you can even use your Skype app if you have a Skype account. And, uh, well, do a search for us, FBTV. Uh, You'll see our logo up there. And, uh, yeah, send in your question. You can even call and leave a message if you wish. You know, that works too. But uh, (laughs) keep in mind, if you leave a message, we may use your audio. So keep that in mind. It's July 30th. Today is Cheesecake Day. I can go in for that. Snorkeling day, too. <clears throat> a lot of people don't know it, but I, I'm a scuba diver. Well, haven't done it in a while, but uh, Dive Master, that's my certification, Patty Dive Master. Not commercial anymore, but I still have the uh, ranking. All right, what's going on? Oh, we got a t- an impossible question. I, I didn't even know this one. Matt LeBlanc's. Matt LeBlanc. Remember him? He was Joey on Friends. How you doing? How you doing, (laughs) Joey? Anyway, his first break came with a recurring role on what sitcom? And it wasn't Friends. That's going to be the impossible question of the day. I don't know where that came from, but the powers that be, my crack research staff came up with that. And uh, it is what it is. All right, what else going on in the world? If it's your birthday today, you're in pretty good company. Happy birthday to you. Company you keep on this date, if this is your birthday, Henry Ford. Yeah, the founder of the Ford Motor Company. He was born on this date back in 1863. The Terminator. Former governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's 75 today, born on this date back in 1947. Delta Burke. Remember her from uh, Designing Women? I think she had her own show there for a while, a spinoff, Delta. 
maybe it wasn't a spinoff, but anyway, married uh, Major Dad, Gerald McCraney. Yeah, she was born on this day back in uh, 56. Lisa Kudrow, we were talking about Friends a minute ago with uh, Matt LeBlanc. Lisa Kudrow, she's been in a lot of stuff, but uh, you probably remember her best as Phoebe Buffet from Friends. Simon Baker, the mentalist, also the Guardian. The mentalist was a lot better. I've tried to watch that Guardian. I just haven't been able to get into it. He's 53 today. And my name is Earl and Mom alumni, Jamie Presley, is 45 today. So if it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Matter of fact, if someone you know, loved one, family member, friend, you even, got a birthday coming up, you'd like us to say hi during the podcast to whoever it may be. Yeah, submit, submit their information to us. Let us know who it is. Make sure you remember to tell us your name. <laughs> uh, you can send that to us at our website or to my email, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com, or you can fill out a form on the website, too, at freightbrokertv.com. From the Did You Know department, 37% of men over 30 say they usually gain weight during the football season. Hey, this summer, I've actually, usually in the summer months, I drop a lot of weight because I get more active. The boat... The, the yard work, you know, it's warm. It's it's summer, more active. But this summer, holy cow, man, it's it's been, I don't know how many hundred degree days, hundred degree plus days we've had, but it's, it's I bet it's been 30 or 40 anyway. And more forecasts coming next week. So this little rain spout, spurt maybe I should call it, uh, that's been happening in the last few days. It's It's been very much appreciated because it's dropped the temperatures down into the 80s. Matter of fact, right now, I'm just curious now. Yeah, temperatures 76, going to be up to 85 today. Chance of rain, gonna, it's going to rain today. But uh, it's going to keep the temps down. That's fine. You know, you get those uh, big electric bills. You, you appreciate the cooler and the wet not looking forward to the grass growing, but, you know, I can stand to have a green yard for a couple of weeks. <laughs> this summer, anyway. Uh, the average woman will purchase 220 candles over the course of her life. I don't know. I think that's a little uh, low. <laughs> for the average person, being fully awake occurs at 9.40 in the morning. I am not average because usually I'm fully awake around 4.30 or so. I remember, you know, I, there, there was, did we talk about it last week or the other day? Research came out and said the perfect nap is like 26 minutes and that, that jive with trucking. I think we talked about it the other day. The green bottles, Sprite, they're going away. If you got them, hold on to them. Going to be a collector's item. If you don't have them, go out and get some. The green bottled Sprite. Sprite's green, pla oh, plastic's going to be going away. <clears throat> How about that? They don't make the, the, uh, I thought it was going to be the glass bottle. Maybe they did away with that a long time ago. Anyway, says Sprite's green plastic bottles will soon be a thing of the past. Coca-Cola says it's changing the packaging of Sprite and other beverages, including Fresca, to clear, uh, you know, Fresca, I like Fresca. And, and I guess you can find it around here. I just don't look for it, but I liked it. 
<clears throat> the grape isn't grapefruit for flavored or something like that. Anyway, I remember remember when I was a kid, any woman that was on a diet should always have Fresca. Anyway, they are changing it over to clear plastic so that that uh, it can step up recycling. The green polyethylene, <laughs> however, terapothylate PET currently used in Sprite bottles can be recycled. But unlike clear PET, it can't be made into new bottles. The company says 41 countries switched from green to clear Sprite bottles last year. Now there's 70 going to make the change this year. The label's going to stay green, though. That's a good thing, huh? Oh, man, bad, bad news over in uh, Auburn, Mass., Interstate 290, East, Exit 12. <clears throat> if you live up in that area, or if you were up in that area area the other day, you know what I'm talking about. Big truck carrying bananas rolled over. Bananas everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> it's not funny. It's never funny when something, but, you know, I've seen chicken roll over. You know, chicken trucks roll over. All that kind of, I, I uh, drove a tanker, and... Uh, Hauled chicken fat. And a lot of chicken. You know, you got Tyson here. You got George's. You got uh, who else? Okay Foods. You got a ton of them here in Arkansas. But uh, yeah, lost my brakes. Went down a 6% grade and uh, had an elbow at the bottom. Didn't make it. Had chicken fat in back. It will make a mess, but it's biodegradable. But man, we had every initial you could think of out there. I'm talking about. Forest Service, EPA, uh, local government, government, you know, anybody of anybody trying to find a reason to give us a ticket. Really couldn't. I did get a ticket for that, though. They, they gave me a ticket for failure to maintain control. How do you fight that? Well, you know, you wrecked. You kind of failed to maintain control. So, anyway, it was what it was. Matter of fact, that didn't go on my record. I went to court about it, didn't I? I don't think the uh, trooper showed up, but anyway, he was a nice guy. Figured I had enough problems. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it took a while for the area to get cleaned up, and they say even with all those banana peelings around, all of those banana peelings around to be able to slip on, no injuries reported, so that's a good thing. Did you hear about the, uh, that couple, where were they? New Jersey? Digging around the front yard for that $2,000 in rolled up cash from, what, 1934? Initially thought the money dated 34 may have been tied to criminal activity. But the couple came out and said the mystery was solved when they were able to speak to the uh, granddaughter of James Dempsey, who owned the house before the Great Depression. The granddaughter, who now lives in Colorado said Dempsey instructed Mom, his wife, to bury the uh, money in the front yard of their home in the 30s. She said the family searched for years but was never able to locate the stashed cash. You think the New Jersey couple gave it back? <laughs> Doubt it. Matter of fact, how do you know the granddaughter was telling the truth? You know, maybe she just thought, hey, here's an opportunity. People. <laughs> Terrible thing. Uh, I, I kid around. I say, you know, if it wasn't for people, I like people a lot more these days. <laughs> anyway, I shouldn't be that way. That's a joke. Love's opens their first company ever truck stop up in Connecticut. 
Thursday, Love's Travel Stops opened a new store in Tolland County, Connecticut, the company's first store in the state. Saw a picture of it. It, it kind of blends in. It looks like what you'd think to find in Connecticut. That uh, history look to it. You know, state, you know, state look. It's located off I-84 at exit 71 in Wellington, Connecticut. Uh, if you're going through Colorado, DOT constructing new chain-up stations. Colorado DOT will soon begin a new project to construct chain-up areas for truckers and motorists near Alma and Grant. The new chain stations will be built along uh, Colorado Highway 9 near Alma and Colorado 285 near Grant. See, uh, DOT says that the new chain-up station, the location is going to be uh, in close proximity to the locations where the chain law will be in effect. So that always makes sense. The new chain-up areas will create a safe pull-out location off the roadway for truckers and travelers to put chains on when the chain law goes into effect or is in effect. First phase of the project set to begin on Colorado 285 near Grant. Colorado DOT says the project will be completed around July of 2023, so next year. And new data shows the number of women drivers, female drivers, continues to grow in the industry. That's a good thing. According to a recent data released uh, by the Women in Transport or Trucking Association, WTA, the number of female drivers in the trucking industry is going up. Data from the 2022 Women in Trucking Index uh, shows that uh, women make up 13.7% of the OTR drivers in the industry. They say that's a significant increase from the 10% from uh, 2019. So, good for you, ladies. All right, my name is Mike. This is the FBTV podcast. Every Saturday morning, get together for a little Q&A. Your questions, our answers. First up, Colette. Colette asks, how do you broker freight for an independent contractor? Colette, I'm not exactly sure what you're asking there, but I'll try to wing it because there's several ways this can go. Uh, the reason I'm saying that, because as an agent, you are an independent contractor. So are you working as an agent for a freight brokerage company, or are you working for as an agent for a freight broker agent? Either way, you're going to be an independent contractor. Well, I say that more times than not. If you're an agent, yeah, you're pretty much independent. And what do I mean by independent? No taxes withheld, no salary, commission only. And believe me, if you're worth your weight in salt, that's what you want is commission as a salesperson. And a freight broker, let's get right down to it, that's exactly what they are, is a salesperson. Not in the traditional sense where you're going out here and, you know, asking for money from everybody. Hey, I got this, hey, I got this ink pen here. Want to buy it? I'll sell it to you. <laughs> Not in the traditional sense. But you are still a salesperson and you're using techniques and tactics that any professional salesperson would use, and that's why I always tell people, you know, tell my clients, hey, you know, anything you can pick up on sales and selling, you know, if, if learn it, you know, read it. Even if, uh, even if what you're reading, 
uh, has a lot of thing, you know, material in it that maybe yeah, you don't feel right with. Okay, don't use that material. You know, throw it out. But you're going to get ideas from articles and books and uh, some of the things you find on the Internet. Matter of fact, in our supplemental training, in our uh, standard and our freight broker packages, we have supplemental training. Uh, we have uh, the supplemental is uh, basically uh, what it is. It's supplemental. We're going to talk about sales and how to sell to a shipper and how to make a sales call to a trucking company is sell a load to a trucking company, you know, and the essential training of our packages. But supplemental training takes it a step further, okay? Uh, it's going to be more in-depth about uh, sales and sales calls. But you are a salesperson, okay? So learn what you can about selling. Now, in a nutshell, I mean, we're getting off topic from... Uh, Colette's question, but in a nutshell, three things are going to be required in every sales call. The open, the presentation, and the close. The open is your introduction, the handshake, the fist bump, so to speak. The presentation is providing the potential benefits of your product or service to the potential customer. And the close is asking that potential customer to take action. And that's that sales calls in a nutshell. Selling is not difficult. Not difficult at all. You just got to understand it. You got to know what's going on in the process and where you stand in the process. But how do you broker free for an independent contract? Well, first of all, Colette, uh, if you're wanting to become a freight broker agent and be an independent contractor, you're going to have to find a freight brokerage or another freight broker agent that will contract you. If you have no book of business or no experience, that's going to be an uphill battle. I'm not saying you can't do it. It's just going to be an uphill battle. Because you're going to have to begin by selling yourself. You see what I mean? If you're not able to sell yourself, you're not going to be able to get a contract, bottom line, with no experience or a book of business. But anyway, once you are contracted on by either a broker or a broker agent, there you will be an independent contractor. You can begin your broker operation as a freight broker agent working as an independent contractor for that brokerage or the broker agent that you have contracted with. Now, I keep on saying, you know, you can contract to a freight broker agent. Yes, a freight broker agent is an independent contractor, and a freight broker agent will sign an agreement slash contract, whatever you want to call it, with the brokerage in which they have contracted. All right. Included in that contract is going to be a clause in there that states that the agent is responsible for their expenses, such as staff, employees, or anybody they may hire. You see what I mean? So in, in essence, that gives the freight broker agent full authority to hire their own people or hire what is known as sub-agents. Okay, sub-agent is just one, would be one uh, work contracted to that agent that is contracted to the actual company. All right, kind of makes sense. But anyway, but uh, yeah, independent independent contractor. And I'll tell you this: most six, most six, well, any, well, the majority of any successful freight brokers out there would rather be on commission than be on a salary. I did salary for a while as a broker for a few months. Drove me nuts because I was losing money. I, you know, I was just losing money. 
and I went back to uh, being an agent. And that was that. Made more money as an agent. Yes, you know, the, there are benefits to being an employee. You're going to get a salary. A lot of brokers will pay salary plus commission. Uh, you're not paying any of the expenses. The broker is, obviously. Uh, you're not. Uh, there's a lot of things you don't have to worry about. Plus, you know, you, you have the opportunity to have the uh, insurance and things like that as an employee. But if you're worth your salt and you build your business up, you're going to have plenty of money, plenty of money to get your own insurance. Not immediately, but down the road. And if you're your spouse, if you're under their coverage, that that's a step up. You see what I'm saying? But anyway, Colette, you asked a uh, question, and I hope I answered it, but uh, how do you broker free for an independent contractor? Well, sum it up, you've got to have a contract with that brokerage or agent so you're legal. It's illegal to solicit freight unless you are a licensed broker or working under a licensed broker as an agent. Now, I, I didn't say anything about trucking company, but obviously it, it's illegal. You know, you've got to, you could be uh, a trucking company can solicit their own freight too if they have their own authority. See what I mean? So, anyway. All right, Colette, hope that helps you out. If you have any questions, feel free to call me, 479-668-0838. Next up, Jody. Jody asks, how much does it cost to become an agent, to be trained as an agent? That depends. There are, you know, obviously, I'm going to be kind of a partial to Taltoa. If you want to check us out, we'd love for you to, taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We have several different packages there, starting from the uh, uh, self-study, which is exactly what it says it is. It's self-study. You're getting a three-month consulting period, but the consulting period's really for answering questions you may have as you're doing the uh, using the self-study material. Now, the training for the self-study, it's based off our live training sessions, but, uh, yeah, you're not going to have the access to that for tools, programs, software that we actually use with the uh, live training. But a lot of people use it, you know. It's, it's a good, it's a, it, it, uh, we, you know, we've been told a lot that people really like that uh, self-study. You know, a lot of information in there they could use. And we got it, uh, you know, and, and we've got packages going up to uh, full turnkey for, well, turnkey, Package. And when I say turnkey, I'm not talking about we're getting the authority for the uh, brokerage, but uh, the training, uh, the supplemental training, the uh, placement, the, you know, if somebody wants to start out, you know, as an agent before they actually begin operating under their own authority. And you may be going, well, why would somebody want to do that? It's going to give them the opportunity to get their feet on the ground, start getting real life experience and building a customer base before they begin operations under their own brokerage license a lot of people do that but we got packages but the main thing about our freight broker packages is that uh, the freight broker and the freight broker plus package they they both include our standard 12 month consulting period for a freight brokerage okay and when you figure you know take the cost away of what our normal fee is for a 12 month consulting period from the cost of that package the package is a good deal. 
but you know there there are other companies too and we get calls from people all the time that have looked around they've talked to other companies and you know we even unfortunately we get calls from customers or clients that uh, potential customers that become clients potential clients i should say where unfortunately maybe they spent money with somebody else and didn't get what they would consider would be good training you know i understand that at tautoa we're not a school we're a consulting firm that's our primary purpose these packages that we offer they are actually a consulting package that includes in-depth training and placement uh, into our mentorship program for those that wish to have placement and that's all well and good that that's what separates us from these freight broker training schools a school they're going to pat you on the back say good luck and away you go you know they're not going to care if you succeed or fail at all as a consulting firm though yeah your success is our success bottom line that's the way we look at it we want you to be successful you know uh, you know that, that's what you're doing this for so that's why you have the consulting you're, you're getting full consulting privileges consulting a lot of people say well what's consulting that's where you have the opportunity to, when you got a question a problem situation you just need a pep talk you need information you got somewhere to turn we're here to help you see that's all part of the packages so check them out tatoa t-a-l-t-o-a.com now cost oh man i've seen you can you know it with us at tatoa it's 295 it starts 295 and goes up from there all right but be very leery of some of these so-called freight broker training schools or whatever they want to call themselves if they start promising the world run it's <laughs> the best thing i could tell you you know i've seen promises out there where you can make thirty-five thousand dollars on a load you know i've seen promises out there that you can be making a hundred thousand dollars your first year okay talk about hype not saying you can't but reality it's going to take you several months to build your business to start producing an income i used to tell people you know your first year income expect anywhere from 45 to sixty thousand. you know second year you should double your first year third and subsequent you should be adding to that by 20 percent per year now first year your startup period yeah, you know, it's going to take a few months to get that money rolling in. But once you start, you know, building that customer base, once you start building the lanes and such, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to roll for you. Second year, you've got the full year to be productive. You know, there's no startup in there. You've got a customer base. You're just adding to it and moving forward. So, yeah, you should easily uh, double your first year income the second year. Third year, you should be adding to it by 10 to 20% per year because you've got it. You're established absolutely established you're you're maintaining your customer base and adding to it simple as that does everybody do that no absolutely not everybody's different you got to remember freight broker freight broker agent it's on you we can you know we can train you we can provide you the tools you need to to be able to get the experience to be able to uh 
build a customer base. We can provide consulting, but essentially you're the one that's doing the work, so keep that in mind. Jody, if you have any questions, feel free to call me, 479-668-0838, but I highly recommend checking out our website at taltoa.com. All right, next up. Carl. Carl writes in. He says he works for a new brokerage. He's doing cold calls and emails. But he says it's going mainly unanswered, and he's asking if he can get some advice or share any experience starting out. Carl, you are in what we call the startup period, and you're going to be there a while, and only you can work your way out of it, okay? Startup period, you're doing everything you should be doing. You're making the call. Now, when I say making the calls, I know you said sending emails. I'm not a big, big fan of emails. To me, that's junk mail. But, uh, and, and there's so much junk mail anymore. Nobody reads it. You know, they see something for somebody they don't know who it is. Uh, delete. You know, it goes in your spam folder. Market is spam, and, and you're never going to get, uh, you know, your email read or seen by who you're wanting to see it. I've shared this story before. Back in the early days of the Internet, yeah, that, that was something I did with email. But uh, I would not email the one in shipping. I would find the president of the company. And back in those days, the early days of the Internet, everybody's email address was posted on the company's website. And I'd find the president. And the way my email worked, I'd, you know, hey, I'd, uh, I'd you know, start citation, you know, dear whoever was in charge of shipping. But I'd send it to the president. Well, the president of the uh, company would open up the email up, or the hope was he'd open it up and see it was really for the guy in shipping. So what I was hoping would happen is, oh, well, this guy just sent it to me. He meant to send it to shipping. He'd forward it <laughs> to the guy in charge of shipping. You get the idea? So the guy in charge of shipping gets a forwarded letter from the email. The guy in shipping saying, well, the president of the company sent this guy to me. I should use him. <laughs> you can't do that today. You know, that there's just so much spam. I, I'm not kidding you. I probably get 50, 75 emails a day that just spam. I don't even open them. I, I can just look and see their spam. So, I mean, if you want to use emails, knock yourself out. I know a lot of people, you know, they, they yeah, you know, use every tool available. But what good is it? It's, okay, here's what I do. When I get spam, and I know it's spam email. Okay, I've got the antivirus thing set up with my uh, email. So as soon as I see it spam, I just click it spam, and I never get those emails again. I never see them again. They automatically get trashed. You know, they go into my spam folder. You don't want that to happen. Okay, you really don't. Now, if you're following up, you know, if you make a call and you follow up with an email, that's a whole different story. You know, but your first contact with a potential customer, I always tell my clients, you want it to be live. Not a voicemail, not an email. You want it to be one-on-one. -on -one. You want them to hear your voice. You want that personal contact. But, Carl, you've got to make the calls. And I tell my clients, a couple hundred calls a day when you're starting out. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of no. You know why? It's easy. No is an easy answer. I, I worked for a company uh, up in northern Indiana years ago. 
And it didn't matter who you asked at that company, the pat answer was always no. And that used to drive me nuts because this one say no and I have to go above their head because, you know, I knew the answer should be yes. I was just trying to get approval before I did anything. So if something did go wrong, it wasn't coming back on me. Uh, CYA. And if you're a driver, you learn that CYA pretty quick. So that's, that's kind of what I was doing. Well, I fin finally figured out that I was getting no answers from these low-level management people because that was the safe answer. They were not going to say yes because they knew if something if something went wrong, I'm going to I, I would be able to say they told me I could. <laughs> you see what I mean? So sometimes that's just the safe answer. But more times than not, when you are making a sales call to a potential customer and they say no, it's nothing personal. You know, if you think about it, there's no reason for them to say no. Seriously. Your service as a freight broker to that company is free. All they have to do is say yes, and you'll help them start getting trucks. Now, that person in shipping, that's their sole responsibility. Getting trucks in there to get their loads picked up out the door so that company can make money. Out the door to their customer and deliver is what I'm talking about. Now, your service is free. Now, you know, before you start thinking, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, how can it be free? No, you're, 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 you're paying from what the customer is already paying. You're not going in and saying, hey, for $1,000 a year, we'll help you get trucks. You, you see what I mean? Your service is free. All they have to do is say yes, and you will begin immediately helping that customer get trucks to get their loads out the door and delivered to their customer. So why are they saying no? You don't know. You really don't know. Could be they had a bad experience with the broker right before you called. Could be. Maybe they went to lunch and they put pickles on their hamburgers, God forbid, and they didn't want pickles on their hamburger that day. It could be something that simple. You see what I'm getting at? So just let their no be no. Don't worry about it. Call them back, you know, a week from now, two weeks from now, whatever it might be. Carl, keep it up. Hang in there, buddy. Keep making the calls. You know, going back to my experience uh, when I first started brokering, I mean, man, you talk about feeling like that hamster in that wheel. <laughs> You're going round and round and round. It just, you know, it just seemed like that for you know, forever. You know, I come in, do exactly what I was supposed to be doing, staying on the phone. I was bored as a gourd. I mean, bored, doing the same thing, really not seeing any results. And then, then one day, no kidding, this is the truth. I, I, I was, it dawned on me that I was really, really busy. I had people on the phone, people on hold. Emails coming in, emails going out, faxes coming in. I mean, I was busy as a freight broker. And it dawned on me, I was busy. And I really didn't know when I started getting that busy. You know, I, I realized it after I got that busy. But I learned that what you do today, you may not see the payoff for it for weeks or months down the road. But there will be a payoff. So you've got to keep on doing what you're doing today. And you've got to hang around long enough to be able to get to the payoff. All right. All right, Bernie. Bernie writes in. Bernie wants to know, 
if brokering on weekends is possible. He says, I handle freight for a small manufacturer. I have three kids. Is it possible for me to start a freight brokerage company and broker on the weekends? Well, Bernie, never say never. Yes, anything is possible. Anything. You know, there was times uh, back 20 years ago when I started working with clients, training. We used to do uh, workshops. We'd go all over the country doing workshops. And sometimes, you know, in the early days, there'd be people there, and I, I, to myself, I'd be thinking, man, there is no way that individual or this individual is going to have an, a chance at making it as a broker. Just not going to happen. To find out, they went on to become successful down the road. You know, have big freight brokers, brokerages and things like that. They were totally successful. So I learned right then, you know, don't don't worry about it. You know, never say never. Never. The old, the old adage, never judge a book by its cover, you know, comes to mind. So, but to start your own brokerage company and just broker on weekends, that's a toughie. All right, here's why. Because brokers can only make money when the trucking company is at their desk and the customer, the shipper, slash shipper, customer is at their desk. The weekends, eh, it's pretty rough. Now, as far as trucking companies go, on weekends, Saturday, there's generally a dispatcher around till noon, so there's somebody you can contact and work with. But if your customer is not working on Saturday, you're you kind of got a pickle. Well, you may say, well, what if they're loading on Saturday? Well, that's fine. But if you're not working Friday, you're not going to be able to commit to a load for Saturday. See what I mean? Yes, you can broker on weekends, but everything's going to have to come together to make it possible for you to be able to broker on weekends. You see what I mean? Dispatcher, they're going to have to be at their desk. Your customer's going to have to be at their desk. And, and generally, when I brokered, when I was when I was brokering on full time, uh, uh, back in the day, when I full time, yeah, Saturdays, the only time I work on a Saturday is if I had a customer that was working on a Saturday because I would have be able to have contact with that customer, and they're usually gone by noon too. See what I mean? Now I liked working Saturdays, and here's why: generally, if I had loads that could be loaded on Saturday, they were usually able to get booked pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason that is, you got to think about it from the trucking standpoint. You know, hey, if a trucking company can get out of Dodge on Saturday, that's better than Monday. You know, there's one thing a driver really hates. It's layover. Whenever I got laid over when I was driving a truck, it was always in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. No truck stops, no conveniences. Usually find me a quick pick to park behind live off chicken sandwiches and stuff like that or whatever they had in the uh, bin. Just sitting there waiting for Monday. And man, that's when time slows down. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. A layover time slows down immensely. Now, Bernie, if you're thinking about doing this, my recommendation is start out as a broker agent. Not a brokerage, not a freight brokerage company, as an agent. All right. Now, as an agent, 
yeah, you know, you're not putting a lot of investment in it. You're going to still be able to broker. You're still going to be able to make money. If you've got a small manufacturer that has some uh, loads going out, you're good to go. Because it sounds like here you're wanting to keep your full-time job. And I get that. I get that. You know, matter of fact, all my clients, I recommend, you know, hey, if you've got a full-time job, don't quit. Don't give, it the, don't give up your day job to your, you know, you're replacing that income with your brokerage. Now, how do you do this? Well, it looks like you already got a book of business. You got a customer. If, you know, and, and you say you handle freight for a small manufacturer, and I'm, I'm not following that. Maybe you're working as an agent for that company. Maybe you're, you're the uh, person in shipping for that. I, I don't know. But... You know, you've got a you've you've got a book of business, or at least one customer for that book of business. So you could actually contact a broker, tell them, yeah, you've got one customer, you got a book of business, you want to be able to broker. But what's going to hold you back is experience, because uh, I, I'm a little confused by what you wrote. You say you handle freight, and I don't know if you're an agent already. Maybe you're just working, helping a buddy out that has a Trucks going out. You're you're working for them. I I just don't know. Not enough information here. But my point is, get the you know learn how to be a freight broker. Freight brokering is not difficult. It's just knowing the proper way to do it. You know, I always tell people, you know, brokering freight's like the instructions on the back of a shampoo bottle: lather, rinse, repeat. <laughs> you know. Uh, it's you know he's pretty much doing the same thing over and over again, but it's it's every over and over again is always different. That's what I loved about it. It's always you know a lot of willing and dealing. I love that part of brokering, talking to people, you know, working out problems, coming up with solutions, things of that nature. Brokering on a weekend is possible, Bernie, but you, the, you know you've got to make it work for you. You know I've got clients that broker from their truck. You know, I always they always ask, "Can I do that?" Yeah, you can do it, but you've you know, there's no way I, I can't tell you exactly how to do it. You've got to come up with a system on your own. What works for you? So yeah, you're going to figure that out. But my number one advice is start out as an agent. If you do not have any training to be a broker, if you really don't know what's going on when it comes to being a freight broker, get that training. Okay. Doesn't matter if it's through us. I like for you to come through us, tautoa.com. But get some of that training because you got a customer. That's 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 part of it right there. That's a big part of it. And then loads that can ship on Saturday. Yeah, you can broker those on Saturday morning. You know, start start those wheels turning. Who knows? You know, you start out like this. A year from now, you could have your own brokerage and you'd be doing it full time. Anyway. Never say never. Yes, it is possible, but you've got to make sure it, it's possible for you. All right, bottom line. Bottom line. If you have any questions, Bernie, feel free to call me. I really urge you to check out our website, Tautoa.com. But you can call me, 479-668-0838. All right, the uh, FBTV podcast mug is available. You can uh, check that out on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. <clears throat> hey, here's a deal. JetBlue announced uh, a deal Thursday. They're going to be buying Spirit Airlines. 
I thought it was going to be Frontier. I thought Frontier, somebody was thinking about buying Spirit. Or American. I don't remember now. Who was it? I heard it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, check out the videos on YouTube about Spirit Airlines. JetBlue, wasn't they, weren't they the ones that used to land to get directions? <laughs> That's a joke I heard years ago, but anyway. Now, here's something kind of odd, but really appreciated. Uh, TV networks canceling shows that they had approved before production ever began. They should do more shows like that. <laughs> Instead of canceling the ones that are you know we're hooked on, we like. But anyway, yeah, NBC has canceled Million Dollar Island before the show ever started production. You don't see that often. Last weekend in Scotland, boy, they were they were hugging it up. <laughs> it was their first ever tree hugging championships. And uh, in Southern California, Knott's Berry Farm has had to introduce a chaperone policy where kids under age of 17 must be accompanied by an adult. They were having some serious gang problems. So far, this has seemed to help. Go figure. All right. Uh, anything else going on? Oh, here's one, and I, I can see it happening. They, they say there's a TikTok video making the rounds that shows a McDonald's customer ordering 10 chicken McNuggets. 10 McNuggets. Only to open the box and find one big lump of chicken. In other words, you know what happened. All the McNuggets, when they were frying it, grouped together and they solidified. and They served it that way. That's kind of disgusting. Yeah, it says TikTok. You heard that on the Joe Rogan the other day? <laughs> It says read the uh, read the uh, terms of conditions for TikTok. Yeah, he, he said you read the terms of conditions for TikTok, and you probably won't want to use it because you're letting China use your information for whatever they want. And man, there's a lot of it. Anyway, I, I saw a news article about that. Okay, let's wrap this up this morning. Today's impossible question, Matt LeBlanc. His first big break came with a recurring role on what sitcom? The answer? Married with Children. I, I, I don't remember him being on that, and I watched a lot of Married with Children. I'm going to have to go back and look now. Anyway, all right, now you know. That's going to wrap it up. If you got any questions you want to be part of Q&A, make sure you email them to me, FreightBrokerTV.com. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. You can visit our website. We have forms there. You can even use your Skype. Anyway, go have a great weekend. What's left of it, unless, of course, you've made other plans. We will talk soon. See you later.